This podcast contains adult language and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Grant. And I'm Erica. And this is From From Crime Crime to to Crime. Welcome back to From Crime to Crime. If you're just joining us, this is actually the second time we've had to record this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We uh, we tried to record in person this weekend. Uh, Erica was in town. She was helping out her grandfather doing some stuff around the house. So I went down and visited with her and we tried to record in Erica's mom's closet. And I thought it went really well. But we were pretty giggly and there was a lot going on. It was pretty tight spaces again back with the closet from season one. Yeah. Um, and there was too much things for you to look at and get distracted by. I really was looking everywhere. Yeah. 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 My ADHD was just going off the rails and I was looking at shoes and shirts and yep. just everything. There was a there was a mirror too. Remember, there was a lot of Zoom, Zoom jokes because we were just looking at each other in the mirror like a Zoom meeting. Yep. So, yeah. So stay tuned for the end, actually, because we're going to include some of those uh, bloopers. Yeah. At the end of this episode, we'll include some bloopers from our first try at this case yeah and honestly that's probably better than the case anyway so yeah just skip to the end yeah that's not true <laughs> you picked i know case. you just said yep that's that's why i know that's why i laughed because you're just like yep <laughs> like ah you weren't paying attention and then you realize what i said well let's get into this because so but the thing with this case and why i think it's super interesting is because anyone who you know is a millennial and probably even before has heard of Chandra Levy, has heard the name, but may not know why they know that name. And when this all happened, it was a big deal, but it kind of got twisted up in 9-11 happening and things like that. So I'm really happy that we did this because, again, I've heard these things and I forget all of them. So it was, I was able to refresh my memory on what this was. Yep. So let's get into this because um, I want to talk about how gross Gary Condon is. Yeah. No, Gary Condon... From what I learned about him in learning about this case, awful dude. Really just a bad guy, I yeah. think. Like, just not a nice man. Nope. Just like zero, what's the word, like shame? Integrity is the word you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, it is. No integrity. Yeah. Which I guess- Zero integrity. Makes sense. He's a politician. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's very true. Yeah. But yeah, this dude has zero integrity. Yeah. So we'll start with a little background on Chandra. She was born in April of 1977 to her mother, Susan, and her dad, Robert, who was an oncologist. That's a cancer doctor for anybody who doesn't know. Yeah. yeah. And the Levies are Jewish, and they're pretty active in their faith. And they also have a son named Adam, who was younger than Chandra. Did you know that I have officiated a wedding with a Jewish part included? where you step on the glass. Oh, no. I had to oversee that, and I did it. Oh. Yeah, it was Zach. He's not even Jewish, but his wife, his wife's family is, so. Are you but yeah. allowed to do that? I am ordained to do that, yes. Oh, okay. We'll get into the logistics of that later. I, sh- I can show you my certificate. No, but I mean, like, for the Jewish part, but whatever. Yeah. Okay. The Levies lived in Modesto, California, which is... A smaller sort of town in central California that's 
pretty much known for being the town that Chandra Levy was from and the town that yeah. Lacey and Scott Peterson lived in. That's what I was going to say, too. I remember that that was a big thing. And like, <laughs> you know, those early 2000s, late 90s time for Modesto were not wonderful times. <laughs> They're on the map, but not for great reason. I know. It's like the only two things anybody knows you for is this. I don't. I don't think they're famous for anything else. Um, I think they're a cow town, so maybe that. But yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't, I couldn't tell you anything that's in Modesto. Hmm. So, Chandra was known to be pretty independent and strong-willed. She played little league when she was younger, and she was in Explorer Scouts, which were pretty male-dominated activities for that time frame. Yeah, it takes a lot of guts to to take charge of that. You know, back in that time. Yeah. So she was ambitious and she knew what she wanted. So after high school, she went to college at San Francisco State and she got her bachelor's degree. She had a few internships and jobs through college. Nothing like super exciting, but they were all pretty impressive. And she decided she wanted to get her master's in public administration. Eventually, she wanted to work for the FBI or the CIA and she got accepted to USC. So she moved to L.A. to go to USC for her master's program. All right. She even had a job in the mayor of L.A.'s office during this time, Richard Reardon. So, I mean, she had some pretty cool internships and pretty cool jobs. Yeah, it sounds like she's, you know, starting off really strong for, you know, a young girl who's just out of college and just, you know, getting things going. Yeah. So during her final semester for her master's program, she took an internship in Washington, D.C. with the Federal Bureau of Prisons. Ooh, bop. Yeah, the B.O.P., yeah, so in October of 2000, she moved to D.C. for this internship and was assigned to the Public Affairs Division, and she was doing super well. Her boss has even said that he was highly impressed with the way she handled questions about the Oklahoma City bomber, Timothy McVeigh, who was set to be executed pretty soon. So, like, what was her—she had to make, like, public statements or write official statements or something like that? Yeah, from what I gathered, she was handling questions— from the media on behalf of the Bureau of Prisons, but not solely, obviously, because she was just an intern, but he was impressed with the way she handled the questions. Yeah. I mean, those are hard questions and, you know, probably a lot of eyes on you. So yeah, good on her. So she was loving DC. She was making friends and she even told those friends that she was dating an older man. And she even told some of her family and, you know, other close friends that she was dating somebody, but it, that it was kind of a secret. Hmm. wonder why it would be a secret. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. It's pretty public now. <laughs> so in May of 2001, her internship was terminated, not because she did anything wrong, but she had finished her master's program in December, so she was no longer eligible for this internship because it was only for students. Yeah, that's a bummer. And even though her boss was really impressed with her, he could have offered her a job had there been one, but sounds like nothing was. And so she was packing up, getting ready to go home. Yeah, but she was okay with that because she was set to go home to California anyways for her May 11th graduation from USC. She wanted to walk with her class for her master's program. Oh. So maybe she was planning okay. on going back to D.C. after the summer or something, but... She was set to go home was pretty much the plan. For all we know, maybe she was offered a job or something. She just was going home no matter what to kind of. Yeah, she wanted to walk with her graduation. Graduate, do her thing. Yeah, she wanted to walk with her class. Okay. So on May 6th, her graduation was five days away. 
and her parents hadn't heard from her since the first, when she emailed them some flight options for her to come home for her graduation. She never did anything with it, never booked a flight, didn't call them and ask them to book her a flight, nothing. So her dad called the D.C. Police Department to report her missing because they couldn't get a hold of her. Well, but like five days before, they weren't asking two weeks before? Like, what's your flight details? What's your flight info? Like, and she just kept saying, I haven't done it yet? Well, from everything I've read, that's what she emailed them was flight options. On the 1st of May. But then she never responded yeah, after okay. that. Like, when they emailed her back, she never responded after that. Gotcha. Okay, I guess that makes more sense. Maybe with her work schedule and stuff, she needed to get some things ironed out and yeah. figured out. So she, okay, all right, okay. I... She had canceled her gym membership, and she was she was tying up loose ends in D.C. So the police didn't really take this super serious, obviously, as usual, and... They, but they did go to her apartment and they did contact local hospitals, but they said nothing was out of the ordinary and just kind of like, whatever. So her dad did some digging, talked to some family members and some friends, and he called back the next day to tell them that the older man that she was secretly dating was a 53-year-old congressman f- from California named Gary Condit. And how'd they like put all that together? Her parents paid for her cell phone. So they started checking her cell phone records when they couldn't get a hold of her, and they found phone numbers and just called them, like the phone numbers that she called regularly, and one of them was Gary Condit. And they were like, um, and they just kind of, I think, put two and two together. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I remember now. Yeah, that's right. And then also her Aunt Linda confirmed that she had admitted to her that she was having an affair with Gary Condit. You don't hear the name Linda much anymore in kids, do you? No, not too often. I bet that name comes back around. That seems like a name that's going to hit the list again in probably like 20 or 30 years. Linda's just skyrocketing. (laughs) Maybe. So after they learn about this affair with Gary Condit, who, by the way, is married with children, finally on May 10th, the D.C. police got a warrant to search her apartment. And this apparently was just like a formality because... They didn't really actually do anything. They didn't really search her apartment that well. Why Like, why did police do that? Why did they not do that kind of stuff well? In this case, I don't know. It seems paid for how bad this gets bumbled. It kind of does. Because yeah. this is D.C. It's not Podunk, USA. And this is 2001. It's not 1984, you know? It feels like they should have known better at this point, but... We'll get into it. They found partially packed suitcases, her purse, phone, ID, and all her other belongings, except her keys and a gold ring with her initials and diamonds that her parents had given her as a college graduation present. So pretty much all her stuff was in the apartment, and they were like, well, it's not that big of a deal. It's like, well, most people don't leave forever without all their stuff. Yeah. I mean, it. I don't think it's a big deal what she has there sounds very normal, you know, for her to have there. Yeah, but so. not for her to not be okay. there. Why would her purse, her Correct. phone, her well, ID, everything be in her apartment with her not there? The purse one does kind of throw me off. Yeah. The phone, yeah, the ID. Her keys are there? No. No. Her keys and a ring were the only thing that was missing. So they also found her laptop in her apartment, which will turn out to be one of the best clues in this case, but... Not for about a month because some idiot turned it on and corrupted all the data. So it took experts like a month to recover what was on it. God, 
How does it take experts so long to do that kind of stuff? Well, because whoever in the police department that opened her laptop during this search and started trying to do stuff obviously didn't know what he was doing. And I know he messed it up. And so it took him. um, I mean, this is 2001. This isn't 2021. It took him a long time to figure out how to recover it all. I just feel like if you're at any point, if you're in going to at any point, if you're going to search a laptop, you should know pretty well how to handle that laptop. Not go. Whoops. I deleted it. Like, yeah, you know, there are ways to recover those kinds of things. But why wouldn't just the person who needs to find the info just search and go, hey, you might want to look at this kind of stuff. I don't know why an investigator would need to look at it. Does that make sense? Yeah, which is why I'm saying this sounds like it was paid for. How bad this was bumbled sounds like it was on purpose. Yeah, exactly. So another thing that they like forgot to do was ask the apartment complex for the surveillance video from the night that she was last seen or heard from. So they finally did do that weeks later, but by the time they did it, the apartment complex were like, that was taped over weeks ago because this is 2001 and we just tape over everything. I mean, again, here's where the botching comes into play because that sounds like pretty standard stuff. Like, right? okay, any, where does she live? What, what happened? Like, are there any videos of that? But again, 2001, surveillance isn't everywhere yet like it is yeah, now. Yeah, but her so. apartment complex had it. So you think they would have walked in there and went, jackpot. Well, you would, yeah, you would think. <laughs> yeah. So later they would also find out that there was a 911 call from her building on the morning of May 1st at about 4 a.m., which will turn out to be the last time anybody heard from her was May 1st. And the caller said they heard someone screaming. But when the cops arrived, whoever was being murdered obviously was dead at that point, not screaming anymore. So they left without doing any knock and talks because it was 4 a.m. Huh. Okay, but there wasn't any blood in Shonda's apartment, so... No. Yeah. And it was probably unrelated because we'll find out later that when they finally do fix the computer and check her search history, the last time it was used was May 1st, but later on in the afternoon. So most people theorize that it was used by Chandra, so they don't think that the scream had anything to do with her. All right. Okay. Yeah. So when they recovered her laptop, her search history included Amtrak schedules, which... Like, you're not going to take the train from D.C. to California. That would take forever and cost a billion dollars. No, but I could see, you know, taking the train all around that area for sure. Oh, but she was looking at schedules from D.C. to California. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, that would be terrible. Yep. My friend David, who's afraid to fly, big. he's actually a bit big from Crime to Crime fan. He's terrified to fly, but... I think he's taking the train from here to New York and back. That has to cost a billion dollars. It probably did. I'll ask him. Yeah. So anyway, she was also looking up Southwest Airlines, which she emailed her parents flight information, you know, different options for flights. She Googled Gary. Well, I don't know if she Googled, but her search history also included Gary Condit, Baskin and Robbins. (laughs) She Googled Gary Condit? Yeah. What was she doing? I don't know. Is she like brushing up for a report on him that she had to make to him? I don't know. But she Googled Gary Condit. She also Googled- What a weird thing. It is a weird thing. She also Googled Baskin Robbins, which I'm like, was she checking to see if like bubblegum ice cream was there yet or 
Like, what do you need to Google yeah. an ice cream shop for? <laughs> I mean, I guess to know where one was in your area. Maybe. Ooh, I bet. What if she, that's probably where she met Gary? She probably met him at ba- Baskin Robbins. That was probably like a thing that they did a lot because that's pretty. That's a pretty common thing to do. Go to Baskin Robbins. Is it some ice cream? Um, I think it's a common enough thing to not raise too many eyebrows okay. thing. Well, remember that Baskin yeah. Robbins tie because we'll come back to that later. She also Googled a region in France that I can't pronounce, not even close. So I'm not even going to try to butcher it. The really important search was for Rock Creek Park, which is like a huge park in Washington, D.C. It's twice as big as Central Park in New York. So just to give you a size comparison. That's really big. I mean, Central Park. Have you been to Central Park? Yes. It's it's quite a very big park. Yeah. So, so if we're talking for, twice that big. Right. That's that's humongous. Right. So the cops even theorized that she might have been meeting somebody because she clicked on a link that brought up maps of the park and near somewhere near the Klingle Mansion, which is like a historic house that was built in the 1800s. That's now used as like the headquarters for the park, but it wasn't super popular like for the public to go to. Yeah, that's kind of a weird place. There's just a, there's a mansion in the middle of a park, like a public yeah. park. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Okay. So sure. obviously they need to search the park because they're pretty sure she wasn't at Baskin Robbins or on a plane or a train because they would have found her already. Yeah, she would have turned up from one of those two. Yeah. So the plan was to search 100 yards from the roads and the trails. But once again, they only searched 100 yards from the roads. And then they were like, whoops, we forgot to search the trails. Which makes a ton of sense because she wasn't driving. They think she jogged there. So it's like, why would you not... Why would you search the roads and not search the trails? I, I don't understand any of this. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's it's pretty bad. So at this point, her case was like a media sensation. It was a young, pretty intern having a steamy affair with a married congressman who was twice her age. And he was one of the most vocal congressmen that was like against Bill Clinton during his affair with Monica Lewinsky that was like calling for his impeachment and all that stuff. And you need yeah. to come clean. America needs to know. And uh, and he's doing the same shit. I know. What a dirtbag, man. Like, yeah, what a hypocritical dirtbag. Yeah. 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 And this was a media shitstorm because they're like, oh, this young, pretty intern and this you know, handsome, older congressman. I'm like, that's a stretch. He's not handsome. No, he's really not. I've heard her compare him to Harrison Ford, and it's like, no, that's that's not it. No. Maybe Harrison Ford now at like 78, but not-, not Even not, not even age. not now. I'm no. like, Harrison Ford is like a manly man, and I'm pretty sure he's like tall and he's handsome and he's rugged. This guy's like a little weasel. He's like a little guy and he's ugly. I don't know the comparison, but whatever. Yeah. So the media really honed in on Condit, though, because like you said, he's a hypocrite. And this was a scandal. In interviews, he never publicly admitted to this affair. 
he always was like, I'm not going to talk about it because I'm an asshole politician. I just talk in circles. Yeah, I know. I've heard some of these interviews with him, too, and he, all that's all he does is just deflect, deflect, deflect. It's pretty bad. Real quick, I have an update on a train from uh, where they are in D.C. to California. I asked David. He did do it. He went from here to New York, and it took him through four days there and four days back. And he said it wasn't super expensive, but he sat in a seat the entire time. Like he didn't have a bed, didn't have anything else. So he sat in a seat the whole time, but he said it'd be more expensive. uh, If, if you get like a bed or, you know, something to sleep in quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Which led me to Ricky and Lucy did that. They took a train from, I think California to, to New York. So Okay. But that was before hilarious. airplanes, so No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Because <laughs> I think they took one to either they took one f- they drove to California. Okay. You're getting really, really off track. Ugh. So he never really publicly Gary Condit never really publicly admitted to this affair. But his DNA was found in a pair of underwear in her apartment, so I mean, I think we could pretty safely say they had an affair. I mean, you know, your DNA and DNA being, you know, semen for lack of a, you know, just so there's no wires crossed there. Um, Yeah. On panties. Yeah. That's a that's a telltale sign of of nefarious acts. Yeah. Like my DNA is probably all over your house, but it's probably nowhere near your underwear. Correct. Although (laughs) I don't know. I found your hair in my sock drawer not that long ago. So. I can't tell you. Oh, I also, I we were cleaning out the car. You haven't been in my car, and I couldn't even tell you how long. And I was vacuuming it the other day, and I found your hair, so. I could tell you how long. The last time I was in your car was when I rode with Christine to Malibu for her bachelorette party. No, for Molly's bachelorette party. That was the last time you were in our car? That was like two years ago. No, it was 2020. Oh. But it was the beginning of 2020, so it was like almost two years ago. Thank you. It was right before COVID. Oh, well, that's terrible. So Condit's DNA was found in a pair of her panties. So like we said, whatever. And her answering machine in her apartment also had a few voicemails from him on it when they checked it. So it's like, why are you calling her if you didn't have an affair? Yeah, just to check in on like that intern you meant just to say how, like, say hi. Hope you're... That's what he tried to claim. He tried to claim that was their relationship was he was mentoring her. But but she wasn't even interning for him or even in a department that he worked in or anything. She her internship was totally separate from him. I know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, they're doing it. Yeah. So, like we said, this was a nonstop scandal that whole summer. It was all over the tabloids at the grocery store, the media, everything. And Gary Condit even gave an interview to Connie Chung to try and, like, regain the public's trust. And that backfired completely because he was still lying and just talking in circles. And people were like, dude, just admit it. Like, just say what you did, say you're sorry, and move on. (laughs) Scumbags, man. Yeah. Fucking scumbags. Yeah, so because he kept lying and denying it, then obviously everybody's like, well, he's a liar. He obviously killed her because she was going to talk or something, you know. So he became the story. Everybody was like, oh, he must have killed her, you know. Yeah. So 
And this was on all the front page news all summer until early September of 2001. Then there was an incident that obviously took everybody's attention away from Chandra. Yeah, 9-11 happened and, uh, you know, literally the world stopped turning. Yeah. Maybe not literally, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. A lot of resources and time and, and obviously media coverage and everything was focused on that. So her disappearance went cold for about a year. And then it, on May 22nd, 2002, boom, right back in the news. There was a man who was walking his dog, which is like the 15th time we've talked about somebody walking their dog and finding something sketchy. I know. So if you want to find something, really, you should just walk your dog. Yeah. So he's walking his dog and he finds skeletal remains in none other than Rock Creek Park. Where she had Google, uh, that she had that Google stuff up, right? That was the same place. Well, that was one of the things that she searched on her laptop. It's like she literally told you where yeah. she was, and you guys couldn't find her. Are you kidding me? So the remains were thought to be hers, since a sports bra, jogging pants, a USC T-shirt, and tennis yeah. shoes were f- found nearby. And it was later confirmed through dental records that it was Chandra. But it obviously skeletal remains, they had to confirm it. So her remains were four miles from her apartment down an embankment, which was less than 100 yards from a trail. So if they would have searched 100 yards from all the trails, like they said they were going to, they probably would have found her. Yeah, no kidding. Like, it wouldn't have taken very long. And, I mean, it sounds like she had canceled her gym membership, so she was probably just going over there for a run, you know? I mean, just out and about, like... Doesn't have a gym membership anymore. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, that's definitely a theory. A lot of people think that she was going there for a run, which would make total sense with her outfit that she had on and not carrying a bunch of stuff with her. That would make sense. Yeah. So an autopsy was performed, but since the remains were out in the elements and not buried or anything, all they could conclude was that it was a homicide. But they did find damage to her hyoid bone, that could suggest strangulation, but it wasn't definitive enough for them to say that's what her cause of death was. But, I mean, out there, that would make sense. I'll, and it makes sense, too, why she was out there for a run without her purse and her ID and any of that kind of stuff. So like, you know, and, yeah, makes sense. People didn't take their phones with them in 2001, so, okay. Yeah. If she was going there to meet, like, Gary or something, I think she'd take those things with her. Well... There's been a lot of speculation about the hoops that he used to make her go through during their secret illicit affair. Like she wasn't allowed to bring her ID when they went out in case anybody spotted them out and she was ID'd. Then somebody would know her name to tip off the media or something. I don't know. There was like all these kinds of rules. Like when she went to his apartment, if she was on the elevator and somebody else got on the elevator with her, she wasn't allowed to get off on Gary Condit's floor. She would have to go to a different floor. Oh, man. Like, she had a lot of rules for their secret affair. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Side piece. Wow. Yeah, it's really sketchy. So, back to Condit. He had never lost an election in, like, the 30 years he'd been in politics until his bid for re-election in 2002. And he was ousted in the primaries by one Ooh, of his wow. former aides. So he never even made it to the election. Another Democrat ran against him, which is like kind of not something that you do if if there's an yeah, incumbent, incumbent in the same party. 
yeah, you don't really do that. But obviously they knew he was not popular anymore and he was ousted. So and then that guy went on to win the election. But cool. Gary Condon lost. I mean, people were done with him. So and there was never any evidence that he was involved in her disappearance. The police interviewed him quite a few times and searched his apartment and a whole bunch of other stuff came out about other affairs he was having and different stuff. But there was nothing to ever tie him to Chandra's disappearance or eventual murder, which obviously was a was a big deal because I think the police were really looking pretty hard at Gary that, you know, he obviously had something to do with this. He had reason, motive you know, yeah. the ability to and all that. But they always said publicly he wasn't a suspect and that he was cooperative and all that stuff, but the public wasn't convinced and they really did not show up for him in the polls. No, not at all. Anyway, the case then goes cold for a long time until 2009, so like eight years later, when Ingmar Guandique came under suspicion after a series of investigative reports by the Washington Post. So they started digging and found that this Ingmar Guandique guy, who was a total dirtbag, was already sentenced to 10 years in prison for attacking women in Rock Creek Park. Oh. And they were like, guys, you didn't look at this guy at all? You just... Blew right past him. Yeah. And he was out at that time, right? Yes. He was already in jail by the time her body was found. But when she went missing and obviously was murdered, he was not in jail. He was out. So he attacked these other two women after Chandra went missing. Now, both of these other two women were able to fight him off and get away from him. But he did attack them pretty violently while they were jogging through Rock Creek Park. Well, and the women were bigger than him, too. That was, like, the big thing because he wasn't able to overpower them. Right. But Chandra would have been quite a bit smaller because she was, like, five foot and 110 pounds. She was tiny. I don't even think she was that heavy. Like, I think she was, like, 90 pounds from what I remember hearing. Yeah, she was pretty small. So another reason this Guandique came into... The light, too, was there was a a prison informant, a guy that had shared a cell with him who came forward and said that Guandique confessed to him that Gary Condon had paid him to kill Chandra. This guy just came out of nowhere just to, like, clear his conscience? Well, that's what he said. But he got special treatment for doing this. I mean, that's why snitches exist. Because they want to get moved to a different prison or they want better jobs or more visits or something. There's a reason. They don't just do it. When they do do it out of the kindness of their heart, that's usually when you can believe them. But usually they don't. They do it for some monetary gain or some special privilege. I would find something big and get out. That would be my thing. But they tried to say that they didn't give him anything for this and that he'd never been a snitch before, all this stuff. So Guantique, they take it to trial, and this guy, this prison informant, testifies at the trial, and they convict Guantique of Chandra Levy's murder, and he's sentenced to 60 years in prison. How long was he in prison for already? 10 years. Oh, yeah, so he's just, he's going up the creek without a paddle. Yeah, well, he was already eight years into his 10-year sentence. Right, like, so he's... So he was almost done, and then he got yep. convicted of this... Now he's in for 60 more years. 
Yeah, he's re-upped. Yeah, which is good. He's a dirtbag. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm fine with that. But what's not fine is that after a series of appeals and different things, they found a little bit of issues with his conviction because some random lady who was friends with this informant on the outside once he got out of prison came to the police and said that he had confessed to her that he lied in all of these, you know, court cases and that he had done other things and blah, 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 blah. And she just kind of like inserted herself into this investigation, which was already over and done. This guy was convicted. He was sentenced, whatever. Well, he ended up getting granted a new trial. And the prosecution decided based on the on this lady who had seven hours of recordings of her and this guy saying that he lied about Guandique's confession. The prosecution said we can't retry him because... He's uncredible now. And even though there was nothing in those seven hours of tapes that said he lied about Guandique's confession, there was so much stuff in those tapes that their witness was totally unbelievable now. He was a gang member. He'd done other things, you know. So there was no way they could convict Guandique again based on this guy's testimony because he was not credible. This whole thing is so bizarre. Like, oh, cool, we can do this. Oh, nope, now we can't. Back and forth, back and forth. Like, it doesn't usually take this much effort to go, like, with so much. Right. I mean, I guess these are with the one-offs and stuff, but, you right. know, it's a hard case to follow. Right. So then they have to let Guandique out. So in 2016, Guandique was released from prison because he was granted- What? Yeah, because he was granted a new trial, and the prosecution said we can't try him because our only evidence was this jailhouse snitch and- now there's seven hours of audio tapes that show he's a liar and a terrible person. Like, he's totally unbelievable. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you get in trouble in jail if you snitch, but it's not really true to get something upgraded? I don't know. I don't know the prison rules on that. Well, because, yeah, because they don't like snitches at all, so. Yeah, but if you make it up just to get better accommodations from the fuzz, then, you know. Although it did send Guandique up the creek without a paddle, so. Which I'm fine yeah. with because this guy's a dirtbag, but I'm not I'm fine with too. wrongful convictions. Like, you got to convict him legitimately. I agree, 100%. But what's really sad is that Chandra's parents had justice. I mean, they had who they thought was their daughter's killer. He was sentenced to 60 years. And then this random lady just starts recording this prison snitch and then takes all these recordings to the cops and it's like, hey, this guy's lying. It's like, oh, you just kind of ruined everything. Yeah. But like, Guandique also had like pictures of Chandra with him, right? And didn't he even have like her picture tattooed on him? Yeah, he had a tattoo of a girl who looked very similar to Chandra. And he did have a picture of Chandra in his prison cell. That I can understand, you know. Because she was like... all over the news. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if he thought she was really attractive or something, I, I would assume that's something pretty normal to do in prison. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So that's where the case is. They let Guandique out and... That dude's loose? Yeah. Yep. What, do we know where he is? They deported him to El Salvador. But, I mean, with our poor situation now, he could be back any minute. <laughs> Man. You... Yeah. You think they dropped him back off and you think El Salvador killed him pretty quick? I don't know. I don't know what goes on in El Salvador. I don't know their history too well. 
I think they're pretty rough. I think El Salvador is a really rough place to be. I think there's a lot of people fleeing that place because of a lot of gang violence and just like it sounds. If I remember correctly, El Salvador is pretty brutal. Hmm. Well, I would hope that he went back down there and then took up jogging as a sport and then people attacked him in a park while he was running. That would be nice. Oh, yeah. That'd be helpful. Yeah. So, yes, Guandique is out. He was deported to El Salvador, and now the Levies have no answers because the police focused so hard on, I don't know what, in the beginning. It seemed like Gary Condit, but then they've always said he wasn't a suspect. So I don't know what they were focusing on, that they didn't see that this Guandique guy, this was exactly his M.O., yeah, so, I mean, so we know the name Chandra Levy, but now there's, like, no, nothing that comes from it. Like, it's not a solved case. It's They nope. just don't know who killed her. It went from a cold case to a solved case, and now it's back to a cold case, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, it's really sad. So, do you have any theories on this one? Well, I mean, to me, it sounds pretty open and shut. It sounds like Gary Condon was involved in a really bad situation, but I don't mm-hmm. think he killed her. I don't think he had anything to do with it. Um I don't think he's a great guy, but did we talk about actually how she said something to her aunt about some big news and what that could be? No, but you could bring it up right now in your theories. Yeah. So I know she also said to her aunt that she had some big news and couldn't wait to tell her, but she never got a chance to tell her. And I remember a lot of people think that that was, you know, she might be pregnant or more unlikely that Gary was going to leave his wife or something for her, which... I don't think that was going to happen. I think more likely than not, she was pregnant with his kid. Yeah. Um, and But yeah, I think she went for a run and she was the wrong place at the wrong time, I guess. You know, she, well, that's not true. She was just went for a run. She was in the right place at the right time. She should have been there. The wrong person was there. Was the wrong person Gary? Was it Guandique? Was it somebody else? Oh, yeah. No, sorry. Yeah, I think it's Guandique. Oh, you do? Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't see, it seems to line up really well. And, you know, he's out and stuff. Yeah, I think probably that's where we're at. Yeah. I think that's the most likely that she went for a run and there was a bad guy in the park and that's horrible. But then he tried to do it to two other girls after her and he got caught for that. He should have gotten caught. When he got caught for that, they should have been like, hey, we also have another missing girl that like maybe this is connected. But they didn't make that connection for eight years. Which is crazy. I think that's the most likely, but my, that's not my theory. Okay. What's, what is your theory? Uh, my theory is that Gary Condit paid Guandique to kill her because she was pregnant. Oh, wow. That's a... Usually I'm the one with the far out theories, but that's I pretty know. far out. And a lot of people dismiss that as like a possibility because they're like, well, why would Guandique attack two women after Chandra Levy, that's kind of stupid to like go back to the scene where you did something and do other things. But he didn't get caught for Chandra Levy. So why wouldn't he do that? Maybe Gary Condit hired him to do this. He did it. And then he was like, oh, I like doing this. And then did it on his own. Are there any ties to Guandique and Gary? Like, is no. there anything no. where their paths could have crossed? No, not that anybody's ever uncovered. And that's the other reason why people dismiss that theory is because they're like well how would Gary Condit have known this guy who likes to attack women in the park it's like I don't think he knew that he liked to attack women in the park I think he hired a gangbanger to kill her and then that gangbanger was like oh I like doing this and did it again after even beyond that I think that there's some real Mike Ehrman trouts in the world that are just you know 
they know people and can do things and yeah. have things done. And so, I mean, even I could see it being even something that was outsourced. Like right. if that is what happened, Gary going, Hey, I need this ha- to happen. And the guy going, okay, totally. cool. It's going to be, you know, Fixers. 20 grand. Y- yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, he found somebody. So, I mean, totally. It's not totally. so far-fetched. But that's actually not even my real theory. <laughs> oh. Wow, my, lots of twists and turns. My real theory is that Gary Conant probably really didn't have that much to do with it, but I think he had a lot to do with how bumbled the investigation was. You think you he put like his hand in there to kind of I think so. blur some lines? I think so. I think he was having an affair with an intern, and then she went missing, and he didn't want his affair to come to light, so he messed with the investigation. Yeah. Huh. I also think the Baskin and Robbins connection is weird, that one of her last searches was for Baskin and Robbins, and then after his politics career was over and done with, he opened two Baskin and Robbins restaurants in Arizona. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. I don't know how that connects, but I think it's weird. Maybe she was trying to impress him, and that's why she Googled him to know lots about him, and then was like Googling like facts and FAQs about Baskin Robbins and learning their, mo- their their motto and their. Yeah, but he wouldn't open a Baskin Robbins for years after she was murdered. That's what makes it interesting, though. I mean that that all full circle stuff does make it super interesting. Like, what are the odds? You know, what are the chances? And maybe without Gary Condit, maybe we've never even. We never even hear about her, but that's kind of a big deal, though. This dude's killing people in the in the park, or at least attempting to. Yeah, like it's a big. Deal. I don't know. You said, "What are the chances? What are the how many congressmen are there? Hundreds, four hundred, or something? Something like that." Yeah. So, I mean, how many interns are there in D.C.? Thousands. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, but how many of them are going to get killed by you know somebody running through a park? No, I'm just saying, like, they're all having affairs with their interns, so that ups the numbers. I like to think that politics has been cleaned up since then. (laughs) (laughs) You're shitting me, right? You like that one, huh? I was like, you're making a joke, right? No, of course. it's They're all dirtbags. They're all awful people. Like The only thing that's been cleaned up is the fact that they're all over 70, so they're probably not boinking anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't ever fucking leave. It's all the same ones that were in there 20 years ago. Well, Gary, Gary got out, and he's you know living it up at Basket Robbins. Did he... Did he and his wife move to Arizona, or yeah. did she end up leaving him because nope, he's a nope, dirtbag? Nope. nope. He never publicly admitted that he had an affair, so I'm guessing he probably never privately admitted it either. Crazy, because, I mean, obviously, she probably wasn't the first person he had an affair with. Well, and that's the sad thing, too, is during this whole thing, I mean, it really came out that he was a dirtbag because women just came out, you know, it was like a Cosby deal. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. they weren't saying that he was raping them, but he was saying they were coming out of the woodwork saying they were having affairs with him. So it's like, that's the sad thing, too, is Chandra was like in love with him and thought that he was going to leave his wife for her and they were going to get married and all this stuff. And she wasn't the only intern he was dating or the only woman he was dating. Man. Whew. Anyway, so it's really sad. So Chandra sad, Lee's yeah. parents have zero justice. If Guandique did kill her, they let him out. And I mean, I think it's a good, yeah. Guandique probably did do it. And that's terrifying that that dude is just out and about running around, even if he is still in El Salvador or, you know, wherever he is. Like, that's that's pretty scary stuff. 
I mean, it's scary for the women of El Salvador. Oh, it's scary for the people anywhere. That Although, who knows? Maybe he's in jail now somewhere else because... Because dirtbags like this don't change? Yeah, he's a pretty bad dude. I feel like I feel like he was going to do something stupid again. Yeah. That is the story of Chandra Levy. Well, I'm glad we did it. I'm glad I know now why I know her name because, you know, again, it's one of those names that you just hear about and at least for me, I was like, why do I know that name? But I'm glad now that now that I know why and I'll sleep better. <laughs> yep. No, I'll sleep the same. So, all right, buddy. Well, I'm going to get going because we had quite a long weekend and now it's way too late. <laughs> all right. Well, this was great. Hey, if you guys like our podcast, tell your friends about it. Uh, you go to our Instagram at from crime to crime. Come to our Twitter. Uh, don't go to our Twitter. I don't even know the handle of it right now. But Grant, you're in charge of our Twitter. I know. I know. You told me I you were doing it. really good. I was, but then we. I mean, then things got busy, and yeah, you know, that's okay. Just, I haven't done anything on TikTok either. Yeah, uh, hang on. I can pull it up real quick because you can go to our Instagram at From Crime to Crime, or you can go to our our Twitter at From Crime to Crime, but it's From Crime the number two crime. There you go at From Crime number two crime on Twitter. Why did so, you do that? Why'd you make it so weird? What do you mean? Why didn't you just from, do from crime to crime like we did on Instagram it was too and long. TikTok? It was too long. It couldn't fit. Ugh. Tweet. Yeah. So it was either that or FC2C, but um, I figured out from crime to crime was a good way to yeah. go too. And there's yep. two of us, so. All right. Well, I'm going to get going. I love you. All right. I love you too. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Welcome back to From Crime to Crime. We are, we're in a closet. Well, it's new for you because you have an office, but I record in a closet every week. <laughs> that's true. I've, I've recorded it in your closet. That's the other place we've recorded. Yeah. And it was very small. Now we're in my mom's closet. <laughs> yeah. Which is significantly larger, but <laughs> somehow still feels really small. Yeah, when you're sitting down, the closet is not as big as you would think. <laughs> And look at this. We have a mirror in front of us, too, so we can watch ourselves do it. This is like a Zoom meeting. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a Zoom meeting in person because we can watch ourselves talk into the <laughs> microphone and the computer. This yeah. is great. Yep. So I am in California for n- no reason. Well, mostly to build Paws patio cover. R- well, yeah, that's the reason. Yeah. I'm in California because I live here. Right. So this is... This is weird recording with you. Yeah, look in the mirror. Look <laughs> I in the mirror. can't do it. It's yeah, too weird. Yeah, don't look at me. This is, look in the mirror. So we're recording in a closet because it's because we're together, which is really awkward. Yeah, you're yelling at me. Am I? Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. So sorry. <laughs> I know. I don't think the acoustics are as good as your closet. So. Yeah. Well, my mom's fancier with everything else than me. <clears throat> she can have the less fancy closet studio. Is this a Bigfoot glove? <laughs> <laughs> Your ADHDs are going to really go wild recording in Mom and Mike's all, closet. All this stuff, yeah. There's You've lots already to look checked at. out all the jerseys. Yeah. yeah, Rendon, Trout, and Ryan. Not a single one of them played a full season for the Angels last year. <laughs> so, oh, All right. Okay. Let's get into it. We're talking about Lacey Peterson, right? No.
Liz Cheney. <laughs> Chandra <laughs> Levy. Chandra Levy. Yeah, see? I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> I... <laughs> Oh my god! Look how red I get when I laugh. Yeah, see, good thing you're looking in the mirror now. You know. Oh, now I'm dizzy. See, you don't have Zoom meetings very much at work, do you? No. No, because it's like four of you, and you all go to each other's houses after work anyway. Yeah. This is how I usually do my meetings now: is Zoom. So this oh. is what happens. You just kind of look at yourself talking to a computer. It's really it's, weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a little strange. So the Levies are Jewish, and they have a son named Adam who is a little younger than Chandra. Is it Levy or Levy? I thought it was Levy. Did I say Levy? You said Levy. Like Eugene Levy? No, like t- it took the Chevy the to way. the Levy, but the Levy was it's spelled the same way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> okay. I think it's Levy though. Okay. I think I was saying Levy, but, but... you said Levy. I just, I was, I just okay. wanted to make sure it wasn't an episode of that. Well, they have a son named Adam who's a little bit younger than Chandra. Chandra. Did I say Chandra? Yeah, what's going on what with you? What is my problem? Yeah, you're the true crime person. Chandra well, Levy. Okay. Not Liz Cheney. <laughs> and she played Little League and was in Explorer Scouts. Oh, what's that? Is that like... I don't know, Grant. It's things non- boys do. Oh, so it's like non-binary scouts, like boys or girls could do it? Because back then, I mean, there was Boy Scouts and there was Girl Scouts. There wasn't... Yeah. Do whichever you want. I think Explorer Scouts is more like based on your interests. Like they have like Fire Explorer, they have Police Explorer, they have like... Oh. I think it's like more... I don't, who the fuck knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is stupid. Sounds interesting. Why are we doing this? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Eventually wanted to work for the FBI or the CIA, so she got accepted into USC for her master's program. Oh, God. Sorry about that. Go Bruins. (laughs) So she moved to L.A., and she even got a job in L.A. married Richard Royden. Royden? Royden? Where is it? Richard Royden's office? Reardon. Reardon. It's probably Reardon. It's probably really weird. Richard Reardon. Yeah. Weirdon. Weirdon, Reardon. Weirdon, Reardon, Weirdon, Reardon. Okay, so for her final semester of her master's, she took an internship in Washington, D.C. with the Federal Bureau of Prisons because she wanted to work for the FBI. So that makes sense. Also known as BOP. Yeah, B-O-P, not BOP. I want to BOP with you, baby, <laughs> all night long. I want to BOP with Okay. Break it down. All right. We can move on. It's the appeal of older men for... Actually, no, I understand. I understand. <laughs> I do. I thought about it. Like, they're just... They're more mature. They got more, you know, more yeah. important things going on. Like, there's a lot less of them, you know, so... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I get it. Yeah. I get it. The D.C. police didn't take it seriously as usual. They contacted hospitals and, like, went to her apartment. They were like, nope, everything's fine. Yeah. All right, I'm closing my eyes, so it's like we're just on the phone again. <laughs> it's, like, normal. It's weird. <laughs> or I'm, like, listening to the podcast. Yeah. Sometimes I play our podcast in the in the house, and people are like, is Erica here? <laughs> 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 no, we just need the downloads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They also found her laptop, which will turn out to be one of the best clues in this case. I wonder what a 2001 laptop looked like. I don't know. 
I mean, I was there for them. I remember they yeah. looked like thick. They actually kind of look like yours. <laughs> yeah, mine's crazy. Yeah, yours are a little expensive. To me, it's like you can't just naturally be that bad at your job. No, you have to try a little bit, I think. You have to be getting paid for it. Look in the mirror. You have to watch ourselves in the mirror, remember? <laughs> okay. We were looking at each other, and it just got kind of weird. So just look at each other in the mirror. It's like a Zoom meeting. Okay. We, we used to do this. This, is, this was the early days of From Crime to Crime. We were FaceTiming. Uh, now we just phone call. Do we? Are we spoiler. Do should we, we just give up on this? this I'm having a great so time. Unusual, unusable. No, I saw Baskin Robbins. I'm having a great time. Keep going. So her search history on her laptop that they finally got. Right. Her search history was for an Amtrak schedule, Southwest Airlines, Gary Condit, Baskin Robbins ice cream, and Rock Creek <laughs> she Park. She googled Gary Condit. Yeah. And she Googled Baskin <laughs> Robbins. I think it's really funny. She Googled her boyfriend. Like, yeah. and But, like, he has a lot on him. It's not like when, you know, someone would Google me and they'd be like, oh, he went to high school. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he has a podcast. And he has a podcast. I hope that comes up. Probably my LinkedIn comes up. I don't know what will come up. But, I mean, you're not going to find much. Gary Condit, like, he's a part of a lot of stuff, you know, so. Yeah. What is she? Can we talk about how everybody's like, "Oh, this attractive older man. He is. He's not cute." No. Well, yeah. They, she like described him as Harrison Ford, and it's like, no. Yeah. What Harrison <laughs> Ford? He's like a little weasel. <laughs> he's not like manly at all, or like there's no like rugged older man Sam Elliott, Kevin Costner situation going on. Like, like him that. <laughs> 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 okay sorry i had ice in my mouth when i said that that's right and the last search was at 1259 for a region in france that i'm not even going to try to pronounce you want to try to pronounce that uh alès lorraine i don't know are you supposed to roll your r's in in franc i don't know i know nothing about alsace lorraine <laughs> okay some weird place in france she clicked a link that brought up a map of the park, and the cops even theorized that she might have been meeting somebody at the Klingle Mansion, which is like this old home that was built in 1823 that's also used as the headquarters for the park. But Who would she be meeting, though? Like, what reason would she have to meet somebody? Well, maybe if she's having a secret, illicit, scandalous affair with a congressman, maybe she was meeting him. Oh, that's what they're thinking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I knew about the whole secret affair. Don't get me wrong. I knew that part. I'm with it. I just, I thought that they were more in the open than that. So, and I know, like, she was a secret and stuff, but I didn't think, like, they'd meet at, like, secret parks. God, what? Why would anybody have an affair if it was this much work? You would never. Not even a Chance. There's not a chance in hell I would put this much work into uh, it either. I've told Christine several times that, like, babe, you can, you do not have to worry because the extra effort like, <laughs> that would go into this is is not what I'm looking for. Way man. more than you asked for. Yeah, I don't want that. No. So, so she's good. Wait, what? You never put that together? After he was voted out of office, he opened two Baskin and Robbins locations in Arizona. And it's like, nobody ever talks about... This is... What was the link there? There's she, something. Yeah. She searches Baskin-Robbins, and then she goes missing and then dies, and then he opens two Baskin-Robbins. Like, is that a coinkadink? 
maybe maybe he was just missing her and she loved Baskin Robbins. Do you think he loved her that much? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think so either. I don't. Yeah. Well, but I think that. <clears throat> she's pretty. But, she's but pretty he girl, always but... says that, like, because he still denies they ever had an affair. Huh. And so people theorize, like, maybe he they were, like, that could mm. be a way to prove they were having an affair. Like, because obviously he, like, told her things like, hey, someday I'm going to start a Baskin Robbins chain. Like that maybe why she was Googling it. What the hell? She's Googling like their mission statement? <laughs> like what is she looking up for Baskin Robbins to help him with? You know, she's looking for a job. Like, oh, if I could get on the inside, I could help him open a franchise. <laughs> Man, she's really into Gary Condon. Or like you said, maybe that was their secret place that they meet. Because she would tell people they had a five-year plan. Well, and think about this too. Five-year plan, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. That was a lie. Um, he played her, man. That's that's pretty mean. But that's what I'm saying. Maybe that's just what he told everybody. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, in is. five years, I'll leave my wife, and you and I will run off to Arizona and start a Baskin Robbins. Then he ended up just doing it anyway. Maybe he always did want to start a Baskin Robbins. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And he was just and gonna, he told her about yeah. it. Like maybe that was his dream. Can you imagine? I want to own a basket. I can see that, like. That little boy did grow up to like have his his own ice cream shop, yeah. you know, because he always loved ice cream. I could see that <laughs> after he was a congressman. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Anyway, I think there's a weird connection with one of her last searches was Baskin and Robbins on before she was murdered, yeah. and then later on he opens two Baskin and Robbins, who both went out of business, by the way. Oh yeah, wow. they totally failed. Yeah, we'll be associated with Gary Condon. <laughs> Probably yeah. wasn't the best image. No, it's like Subway right now. Subway's doing not very well. Yeah, after their whole fish fake fish incident, Jared was touching kids. That's what I was gonna say. The Jared pedophile incident. Yeah, like, turned me off. <laughs> <laughs> Big time. Yeah, I was uh, like, oh, I mean, Subway's always been gross. Yeah, but... Subway's pretty gross. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like cafeteria. Food, I know, but the brands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they put some kind of f- fragrance in there or something, but yeah, but it's like it never tastes as good as it smells. I know. I remember when I was like, yeah, like I'm doing the right. I'll eat a Subway sandwich and like, look, and like I remember thinking like how healthy I was because like that they advertised like that and like I didn't have enough like education on it, I guess. And I'm looking, and I'm like, this doesn't look very like great. And I was like, it's eh, healthy. Yeah, it's healthy-ish, oh, but. Yeah, not... Now you realize there's not one healthy thing about it. There was nothing good about any of that. No. No, Togo's is worse too. Yeah, I don't, I don't like any of them. Oh, there's some sandwich shops that are great, but none of the like the chain. No, ones. that's why I know we have one by my house called Woods, and it's really good, but it's not a chain. It's... Woods, that's what they call white people in jail. Woods. So you might want to look into who's owning that thing, because that might be a white supremacist headquarters that you're funding. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's called Woods Family Sandwiches. <laughs> Woods Family? That sounds super gang. Oh my gosh, Erica. They literally put gang in their title. Yeah. Oh, do you think their last name's Woods? Right. <laughs> I'm certain it is. Uh, I bet. What's the, do they have shaved heads, any of them? <laughs> I don't think so. Dude, I'm telling you, that's probably money laundering. They were probably money laundering the shit out of some stuff. Dude, they're meatball subs. Yeah? You think they're legit? (laughs) Yeah. 
I don't know, man. It's Vegas. Like the g- you're fucking with me. <laughs> the mob's probably tied to it. You're fucking with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just asking a good question. If you thought that that was what was happening, did your jaw dislocate a little bit? Isn't that a great picture of Mom and Mike? That is a great picture. Look at Mike wearing like white. And... I have never seen that photo before. How I've been in this closet three hundred <clears throat> times. It's in the. It's. I think that photo's in the hallway. <laughs> You've seen this photo before. I don't know. It's a good one though. Anyway, maybe it's on their dresser. Okay, let's wrap this up. This is going great. I I'm having a lot of fun, but we're. I think we should give it a shot. Let's keep going. I think that there's some good stuff here. <laughs> there's some A plus material. We're gonna waste a lot of time in here, and then Matt and Christine are gonna be mad that we still have to record again tomorrow That's night. That's true. So you want to end it soon? Yeah. The whole, I mean, Guadalajara, Guamique, Guandique, Ingmar Guandique. That's an interesting name to say. What if it's Ingmar? I think it's Ingmar. I've I've listened, and I know this a little bit. What if it's Ungermar? No, that's an I. (laughs) Ungermar. I think it's Ingmar Guandique. I would love to see someone from Nebraska read that. Ingmar Guandique. I think I just saw heard somebody from, <laughs> from Texas read it. <laughs> Maybe Bama. <laughs> Roll Tide in my Guandique. 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 Ingmar Guandique. Guandique. No, Guandique. Guandique. Yeah. Sounds like guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fuck up how many times it say guacamole. <laughs> I don't even know what it means. Why'd you put Rock Creek Park in all caps? Why is it yelling at us? He was a dirtbag. Oh, and he, he was already sentenced to 10 years in prison for attacks on women in Rock Creek Park. Oh, I see. That's now. how I do my delivery. Yeah. Like, that's how I know how to read it. Rock Creek Park. Park. Oh, yeah. Listen to that. For like seven years to even think about that. Well,. That's just poor mass management on their end. Gee, are you gonna ask to speak to a manager? Yeah. Hello. Who's your boss? <laughs> they love when you ask. Them my that. mom used to ask. This is what my mom's thing was. I want to like talk to your boss. Well, I am the boss. No, you're not God. You're not God. Who's above you? <laughs> Who do I need to talk to above you? Is it? And she would just. And she always got what she wanted. But yeah. she would just go. But that's and I learned it from her, so I get what I want too. Good, <laughs> like a investigative report, uh-huh. which came up with this Ingmar Guandique suspect guy, and they were like, "Hey, cops, why didn't you ever look at this guy?" And they were like, "We were busy interviewing Gary Condon about how he was having an affair with his intern." That was more interesting, obviously. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. Hey, so, Meanwhile, uh... this dirtbag is like, "Yeah, I, I hit and kill women in the park. Yeah, that's me." Anyway, this is unusable, so we're going to just cut this off. Some of this is pretty good.